0: In Puerto Rico, they call themselves Boricua, but Boricua is more than a name for a person from Puerto Rico. It's a way of life that means embracing the beauty that surrounds you, seeking adventure no matter where it may lead, and sharing that vibrant spirit with everyone you meet. And you can experience all that warm, welcoming, passionate culture set in a tropical island paradise without the need for a passport for U.S. citizens or permanent residents. Learn more about how you can live Barigua at DiscoverPuertoRico.com. In Puerto Rico, they call themselves Barigua. But Barigua is more than just a word to identify a person from Puerto Rico. It's a way of life that means embracing the beauty that surrounds you, seeking adventure, and sharing that vibrant spirit with everyone you meet. In Puerto Rico, you can experience a tropical paradise with world-class beaches. You can immerse yourself in the rich 500-year history of Old San Juan, where there are stunning forts, classic town plazas, and iconic monuments. You can indulge in a foodie paradise with renowned restaurants, seaside kiosks, and an innovative cocktail scene. And you can take in an abundance of natural wonders like El Yunque, the only tropical rainforest in the U.S. National Forest System. All without the need for a passport for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more about the warm culture of Puerto Rico and how you can live porigua at DiscoverPuertoRico.com. I'm Aislinn Green, and this is Unpacked, the podcast that unpacks one tricky topic in travel every week. And this week, we are tackling travel pledges. Have you ever seen one of these or signed one? It's kind of a promise to be good to the place you're visiting in a variety of ways. And if you've never heard of these or never signed one, never fear. You'll know a lot about them by the end of this episode. Our guide for this week is Tim Chester, a FARS deputy editor. And Tim just signed his first pledge last year. He'll share more about that trip in a bit. But after he got home, he wanted to know more about these pledges. So he reached out to several countries around the world to understand why they started these pledges, what they're actually trying to do, and most importantly, to see if they really work. Hi, Tim. Welcome back to Unpacked.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: What drew you to this story? Why did you want to report it?
1: Well, I mean, I had personal experience with pledges when I went to Haida a year or two ago, and it just interested me that this thing had caught on and gone around the globe. I, I just found it interesting that this idea of creating travel pledges had been adopted in countries all over the world in a very short period of time. And uh, it seems like a very timely topic. I was just looking at a BBC story yes, this week on um, bad tourist behavior. So it was an interesting. Oh. <laughs> uh, you yeah. know, could this be the way to help address that?
0: Yeah. Did it change anything for you in terms of how you went about your trip? Reading and signing the pledge?
1: Definitely, especially going to Haiduwa with all the history and the um, culture there. We spent a week being led around the archipelago with some guides and it made me ask more questions and listen more and um, take a much deeper sort of interest in the place and uh, consider how I was behaving and what impact my trip might have.
0: I love it. And you actually head up a lot of our travel for good and sustainability coverage. What do you hope that travelers get out of this episode?
1: I just think it, it's good for all of us really to just be reminded about the privilege of travel and how to act in someone else's home, whether that's an actual home or an entire country. And I think hopefully people will be interested to hear the different challenges that different nations have and some of the pros and cons that come with travel. And hopefully our travel can be beneficial for both us and our host.
0: Well, let's find out about these pledges.
1: Last year, I went to Haida Gwaii, an archipelago a few hours north of Vancouver in British Columbia. I spent a week up there and was struck by how beautiful it was, all dense forests and driftwood-covered beaches, a magical place. It's also home to the Haida people, an indigenous population who have called the islands home for centuries. They're known for many things, including these incredible memorial poles carved with various creatures from Haida mythology. They're also known for their careful stewardship of the islands. And before I went there, I found something on their website. It was a pledge I could sign, a pledge to treat the islands as the Haida do. I will respect Haida Gwaii and Haida ways of being during my visit, it said. Among the tips, it asks people to speak kindly and listen thoughtfully, ask permission before taking pictures support local businesses and to give back where they can. The pledge site reminds visitors of the region's complex history, referring to the realities of colonisation and the history of genocide and forced assimilation that occurred here and throughout Canada. It reminds people that anyone on Haida could be directly impacted by these historical traumas. I think that's something that's very important for visitors to be aware of as they're travelling through the island. It was one of the first better travel manifestos I'd seen. But I soon learned that the Haida Gwaii Pledge is part of a larger movement. Around the world, destinations are asking travellers to sign pledges to encourage a variety of behaviours. They're all slightly different, but they share common threads. They're guidelines, gentle reminders, polite nudges, often combining advice for treading lightly and safely with a sense of humour. In Bend, Oregon.
0: I'll make my own memories, but not my own trails. When playing outside, I'll prepare for shifts in weather and random episodes of magic.
1: In Lake Tahoe, California. I will embody the footprint of a ninja. It will be stealthy, light, and my touch will be gentle. In Finland, a poem.
0: The berries and mushrooms are there to be eaten, but I'll stick to the paths that are already beaten. I know the Finns can seem just a little reserved, but with this pledge, their trust will surely be earned.
1: And in Iceland.
0: I will take photos to die for without dying for them.
1: Iceland was the first to come up with the idea in 2017, and a traveller actually did die after falling off a glacier in 2015. The Icelandic Pledge also asks visitors to never venture off-road. That kind of driving is banned in the country. It also asks people to be prepared for all weathers, all possibilities, and all adventures. But beyond keeping people safe, the country also wanted to encourage more responsible tourism. The trend quickly caught on and pledges started appearing across the world in a variety of places.
2: The Palau Pledge actually came about because of our efforts to keep Palau pristine.
1: That's Adora Nobuo, the program coordinator for the Friends of the Palau National Marine Sanctuary, a nonprofit that supports the country's 475,000 square mile marine sanctuary. In 2015, the country started to suffer under the weight of tourism. There are only 20,000 people who live on the island, and yet they were receiving 160,000 visitors a year.
2: That number really taxed our infrastructures, our way of living. We saw that there were not a lot of people that were environmentally conscious, meaning they were very um, disrespectful to the environment. A lot of trash, a lot of things that were done that were not aligned with our culture.
1: For Palauans, sustainability and managing resources are just a way of life. And it's been that way for centuries.
2: As a Palawan, these are the things we were taught. And these are the things that we need to do in order to continue keeping our island pristine and the resources not depleted. You have scientists that come and conservationists that come, and they try to label us as conservationists or environmentalists. And we're like, no, we're just Palawans. This is how we live.
1: The country wanted to figure out how to get travellers to think the same way. Several women, including the nation's former first lady, got together to figure it out. And they reached out to a surprising group to help them craft the pledge.
2: They went to the children of Palau and they asked them, you know, what is it about the visitors that come that you would like them to know in order for them to take care of the land that is your home?
1: The kids wrote messages to the visitors. The women compiled those messages and from them crafted the pledge. And then in 2017, it was actually signed into law. Now, every visitor who enters the country gets a stamp with the pledge, which they are required to sign. This is how the pledge starts. Children of Palau, I take this pledge as your guest to preserve and to protect your beautiful and unique island home.
2: At the end it says, and the, the only thing I shall leave behind are the footprints that will wash away. And pretty much that is the sentiment that the children wanted to get across.
1: The pledge also includes a $100 fee, which goes towards environmental protection. And they're working on a new initiative that will reward travellers for their behaviour there. A new app will let visitors accrue points based on how sustainably they act. It will unlock unique experiences that are traditionally reserved for the local community.
2: We're really looking at how we can Integrate the community, the businesses, and the visitors to all move into that one direction of how do we continue to keep Palau pristine.
1: While I was reporting this story, I found these pledges seem to create a chain reaction. One country's work directly sparks another.
2: About two years ago, Kanu Hawaii reached out to Palau Pledge and said, hey, you know, we're inspired by the pledge and we would like to create a, a pledge for the
1: Hawaiian children. Kanu Hawaii is an organization that works on increasing sustainable tourism in the state. Executive Director Kioni Kialoha worked with the co-founders of the Palau Pledge to create its Pledge to Arkeiki, which they introduced in 2021. The pledge is similar to the Palau one in that travelers promise to make a commitment to help preserve Hawaii for future generations. But instead of paying a fee or getting a passport stamp, Travellers can sign up with volunteer experience with one of 300 nonprofits throughout the state. Adora hopes that more countries will be inspired by these pledges.
2: It's very interesting that the movement is continuing and hopefully we can get more countries, getting more people to become more conscious of their day-to-day and how they behave in their own communities to continue to protect the environment.
0: Papa e Takotone. nei.
1: Papa Tua Nuku is our earth mother.
0: Ko Tangaroa, nāna te moana, ki usa. Ko ngā awa, me ngā roto.
1: Tangaroa is our ocean, our rivers, our lakes.
0: Ko Aotearoa, to Tata ukau.
1: New Zealand is our home. It is precious. Everyone who lives and travels here has a responsibility to look after it.
0: Tiaki means to care for people and place. The Tiaki Promise is a commitment to care for New Zealand, for now and for future generations.
1: That's part of the promotional video for the Tiaki Promise, which was officially launched in 2018 by New Zealand, another country inspired by Palau.
3: Tiaki is a co-papa, so that means it's a collaborative initiative, which brings together uh, seven different organisations.
1: That's Rebecca Ingram, the chief executive of tourism industry Aroa. She used to work at Tourism New Zealand and is one of the people that helped craft the Tiaki Promise. It's an online pledge asking visitors to promise to tread carefully, travel safely, and respect culture. They can download an image from the site and share their commitment with their friends. When creating their pledge, the team turned to indigenous knowledge.
3: I think what's different about what we do in New Zealand, as opposed to say other pledges around the world, is that we have something called Tiaki Care for New Zealand, which is basically the um the values that underpin the Tiaki promise.
1: Those values revolve around something called Katiyaki Tanya, which I hope I'm pronouncing right, a Maori concept that essentially means guardianship of the sky, the sea, and the land.
3: We didn't just want to say please put your rubbish in the bin. We wanted to help people understand this is how we think about our environment and we think about care.
1: One thing was nagging me as I reported this story. The pledges are inspiring and well-intentioned, of course, but how successful are they really?
3: So it's fair to say we haven't had all of the progress that we wanted to make
1: over the last couple of years with international visitors. Rebecca says the team are currently tracking some data, but they won't really know how the TRK Promise has performed until next year. Part of the challenge is getting the message out there to all potential visitors, and of course, border closures during the pandemic didn't help things.
3: Unless you've got hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> to spend making sure that it's everywhere, all of the time, a bit like the Barbie movie, then you, <laughs> then you, then it's going to be a slow build.
1: Rebecca says she's okay with that. She would rather see the Tiaki promise as part of the fabric of tourism in New Zealand rather than just a marketing campaign that dials up when there's a problem. She says that New Zealanders are really proud of the pledge, and she's seen some positive signs with international visitors.
3: And I can always tell when something's working well, because people want to know where they buy the t-shirt. So uh, that's a real signal that you've created something that's connected with people. When they actually want to physically express it on their body, you know that you have created a connection.
1: Travel pledges seem like a no-brainer. They're easy to set up and theoretically quite easy to follow. They're asking travellers to care for their destination, think about their behaviour, and perhaps share some kind of promise on social media. But are they also something that's quite easy to ignore or overlook? I reached out to Ben Lynham to get his take. He's head of communications for the Travel Foundation, a non-profit based in the UK.
4: There is currently next to no evidence that sustainability pledges on their own either help attract more responsible travellers or encourage more responsible behaviours.
1: He said that there's also a risk of overemphasizing the need for individual responsibility, especially when there are so many travelers in the world.
4: That's why at the Travel Foundation we prefer to emphasize the need for quality tourism rather than quality tourists. The latter also suffers from a whiff of snobbery. That means real change across the industry, creating hotels, attractions, and services that are sustainable by default and are, as a whole, operating well within the social and environmental constraints of the destination. In such a context, a visitor can make a sustainable choice without even trying.
1: He does, however, think that pledges can work to some extent, if they are part of a traveller's entire experience. He used the example of a national park that wants visitors to stay on the path.
4: At a national park, visitors may pledge to keep to the footpaths, then see the signs telling them to do so, but better still, design out the problem by making it much easier and more interesting for people to follow the suggested routes.
1: As it turns out, Rebecca and her team had already thought of that.
3: One of the first things we did when we launched Tiaki was to think about the journey a visitor has and when it makes the most sense for Tiaki Care for New Zealand to appear in their journey.
1: Right now, travellers are most likely to see the Tiaki Promise video on social media before they leave or on the flight to New Zealand.
3: There is beautiful video about Te Aki Care for New Zealand and you can see that on your flight on the way over or you might see it through some social media activity when you're close to departing your home country on your way to New Zealand because what we recognise is when you're um, months out from your trip, you're probably thinking less about the kind of details of how you're going to travel around the country and you're thinking more about how much money do you need and what are you going to pack (laughs) And what activities are you going to do? You're probably thinking less about how am I going to get rid of my rubbish.
1: Clearly, we need travel pledges now more than ever. The news lately has been full of stories of people behaving badly on their trips, from a French woman who was arrested for carving her initials into the leaning Tower of Pisa to a German tourist stripping naked in a temple in Bali. The Haida pledge definitely prompted me to think more carefully about my behaviour. It gave me some insight into the history of the place, and I hope I listened a bit more carefully to the people I met on the trip. In the end, I think the value of travel pledges is they get travellers into the mindset of the destination. Before they even leave home, they're hopefully thinking about what's best for the place they'll be visiting.
3: best thing that people can do is to um, make a different choice when they're here as a result of seeing Tiaki. That's That's really what we're hoping for, is that as a result of having a connection with it at some point throughout your journey you'll be more cognizant and aware of the choices that you're making as you travel through the country
0: now that you've heard from these countries around the world would you consider signing a pledge have you email us to let us know at unpacked to learn more about the Tiaki promise head to teakinewzealand.com For Palau's pledge, check out PalauPledge.com. And for Hawai'i's pledge to keiki, visit kanuhawaii.org. We'll be back next week with an exploration of the world of maps. Ready for more unpacking? Visit afar.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter – we're at Afar Media. If you enjoyed today's exploration, I hope you'll come back for more great stories. Subscribing makes this easy. You can find Unpacked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to rate and review the show. It helps other travelers find it. This season, we also want to hear from you. Is there a travel dilemma, trend, or topic you'd like us to explore? Email us at unpacked This has been Unpacked, a production of Afar Media. The podcast is produced by Aislinn Green and Nikki Galteland. Music composition by Chris Collin. And remember, the world is complicated. We're here to help you unpack it.